Chapter 3 of Viking Tales. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Part 1 in Norway Viking Tales by Jenny Hall. Chapter 3 Olaf's Farm. At another time, Harald asked, What is your country, Olaf? Have you always been a thrall? The thrall's eyes flashed. When you are a man and go a Viking to Denmark, ask men whether they have heard of Olaf the Crafty. There, far off, is my country, across the water. My father was Gudbrand the Big. Two hundred warriors feasted in his hall and followed him to battle. Ten sons sat at meat with him, and I was the youngest. One day he said, You are all grown to be men, and there is not elbow room here for so many chiefs. The eldest of you shall have my farm when I die. The rest of you, off a Viking. He had three ships. These he gave to three of my brothers. But I stayed that spring and built me a boat. I made her for only twenty oars, because I thought few men would follow me, for I was young, fifteen years old. But I made her in the likeness of a dragon. At the prow I carved the head with open mouth and forked tongue thrust out. I painted the eyes red for anger. There, stand so, I said, and glare and hiss at my foes. In the stern I carved the tail up almost as high as the head. There I put the pilot seat and a strong tiller for the rudder. On the breast and sides I carved the dragon's scales. Then I painted it all black, and on the tip of every scale I put gold. I called her Wave Runner. There she sat on the rollers, as fair a ship as I ever saw. The night that it was finished I went to my father's feast. After the meats were eaten and the meat horns came round, I stood up on my bench and raised my drinking horn high and spoke with a great voice. This is my vow. I will sail to Norway, and I will harry the coast and fill my boat with riches. Then I will get me a farm and will winter in that land. Now who will follow me? He is but a boy, the man said. He has opened his mouth wider than he could. But others jumped to their feet with their meat horns in their hands. Thirty men, one after another, raised their horns and said, I will follow this lad, and I will not turn back as long as he and I live. On the next morning we got into my dragon and started. I sat high in the pilot's seat. As our boat flashed down the rollers into the water, I made this song and sang it. The dragon runs, where will she steer, where swords will sing, where spears will bite, where I shall laugh. So we harried the coast of Norway. We ate at many men's tables uninvited. Many men we found overburdened with gold. Then I said, my dragon's belly is never full, and on board went the gold. Oh, it is better to live on the sea and let other men raise your crops and cook your meals. A house smells of smoke, a ship smells of frolic. From a house you see a sooty roof, from a ship you see Valhalla. Up and down the water we went to get much wealth and much frolic. After a while my men said, What of the farm, Olaf? Not yet, I answered. Viking is better for summer. When the ice comes and our dragon cannot play, then we will get our farm and sit down. At last the winter came and I said to my men, now for the farm. I have my eye on one up the coast away in King Halfton's country. So we set off for it. We landed late at night and pulled our boat up on shore and walked quietly to the house. It was rather a wealthy farm, for there were stables and a storehouse and a smithy at the sides of the house. But there was but one door to the house. We went to it, and I struck it with my spear. Hello, ho, hello, I shouted, and my men made a great din. At last, someone from inside said, Who calls? I called, I answered, open, or you will think it Thor who calls, and I struck my shield against the door so it made a great clanging. The door opened only a little, but I pushed it wide and leaped into the room. It was so dark that I could see nothing but a few sparks on the hearth, 
I stood with my back to the wall, for I wanted no sword reaching out of the dark for me. Now start up the fire, I said. Come, come, I called when no one obeyed. A fire. This is a cold welcome for your guests. My men laughed. Yes, a stingy host. He acts as though he had not expected us. But now the farmer was blowing on the coals and putting on fresh wood. Soon it blazed up and we could see about us. We were in a little feast hall with its fire down the middle of it. There were benches for twenty men along each side. The farmer crouched by the fire, afraid to move. On a bench in a far corner were a dozen people huddled together. Ho, oh, thralls, I called to them. Bring in the table. We are hungry. Off they ran through a door at the back of the hall. My men came in and lay down by the fire and warmed themselves. But I set two of them as guards at the door. Well, friend farmer, laughed one. Why such a long face? Do you not think we shall be merry company? We came only to cheer you, said another. What man wants to spend the winter with no guests? Ah, another then cried out, sitting up. Here comes something that will be a welcome guest to my stomach. The thralls were bringing in a great pot of meat. They set up a crane over the fire and hung the pot upon it, and we sat and watched it boil while we joked. At last the supper began. The farmer sat gloomily on the bench and would not eat. And you cannot wonder, for he saw us putting potfuls of his good beef and basketloads of bread into our big mouths. When the tables were taken out and the meat horns came round, I stood up and raised my horn and said to the farmer, You would not eat with us. You cannot say no to half of my ale. I drink this to your health. Then I drank half of the hornful and set the rest across the fire to the farmer. He took it and smiled, saying, Since it is to my health, I will drink it. I thought that all this night's work would be my death. Oh, do not fear that, I laughed, for a dead man sets no tables. So we drank and all grew merrier. At last I stood up and said, I like this little taste of your hospitality, friend farmer. I have decided to accept more of it. My men roared with laughter. Come, they cried. Thank him for that, farmer. Did you ever have such a lordly guest before? I went on. Now there is no fun in having guests unless you keep company and make you merry. So I will give out this law, that my men shall never leave you alone. Hawkin there shall be your constant companion, friend farmer. He shall not leave you day or night, whether you are working or playing or sleeping. Leif and Grimm shall be the same kind of friends to your two sons. I named nine others and said, And these shall follow your thralls in the same way. Now I am not careful to make your time go merrily. So I set guards over everyone in that house. Not once all that winter they stir out of sight of some of us. So no tales got out to the neighbors. Besides, it was a lonely place, and by good luck no one came that way. Oh, that was the fat and easy living. Well, after we had been there for a long time, Hawkin came in to the feast one night and said, I heard a cuckoo today. It is a call to go a Viking, I said. All my men put their hands to their mouths and shouted. Their eyes danced. Big Torleaf stood up and stretched himself. I'm stiff with long sitting, he said. I itch for a fight. I turned to the farmer. This is our last feast with you, I said. Well, he laughed, this has been the busiest winter I ever spent, and the merriest. May good luck go with you. By the beard of Odin, I cried, you have taken our joke like a man. My men pounded the table with their fists. By the hammer of Thor, shouted Grimm, there is no stingy coward. He is a man fit to carry my drinking horn, the horn of a sea rover and sword swinger. Here, friend, take it, and he thrust it into the farmer's hand. May you drink heart's ease from it for many years, and with it I leave you a name, Sif the Friendly. I shall hope to drink with you sometime in Valhalla. Then all my men poured around that farmer and clapped him on the shoulder and piled things upon him, saying, 
here is a ring for sift the friendly and here is a bracelet and a sword would not be ashamed to hang at your side i took five great bracelets of gold from our treasure chest and gave them to him the old man's eyes opened wide at all these things and at the same time he laughed may odin send me such guests every winter he said early next morning we shook hands with our host and boarded the wave runner and sailed off where shall we go my men asked let the gods decide i said and tossed up my spear when it fell on the deck it pointed up shore so i steered in that direction that is the best way to decide for the spear will always point somewhere and one thing is as good as another that time it pointed us into your father's ships they closed in battle with us and killed my men and sunk my ship and dragged me off a prisoner they were three against one or they might have tasted something more bitter at our hands they took me before king halston here they said is a rascal who has been harrying our coasts we sunk his ship and men but him we brought to you a robber viking said the king and he scowled at me i threw back my head and laughed yes and with all your fingers it took you a year to catch me the king frowned more angrily saucy too he said well thieves must die take him out torkel and let him taste your sword your mother the queen was standing by now she put her hand on his arm and smiled and said he is only a lad let him live and would he not be a good gift for our baby your father thought a moment then looked at your mother and smiled soft heart he said gently to her then to torkel well let him go torkel then he turned to me again frowning but young sharp tongue now that we have caught you we will put you into a trap that you cannot get out of weld an iron collar on his neck so i lived and now i'm your tooth thrall well it is the luck of war but by the chair of odin i kept my vow yes cried harold jumping to his feet and had a joke into the bargain ah some time i will make a brave vow like that end of chapter three